0: Welcome back to Aesthetically Displeasing, where we talk about all things spooky, stupid, and displeasing. I'm Melanie. And I'm Nicole. And this week, it is my turn for a story. Um, Our stories are kind of similar. Really? In the fact that there are aspects surrounding the case that focus on other things instead of the victim. Oh. So when you Google my court case, other things come up instead of her. That sucks. Yes. Um, there is a... She is a lot more notorious than um, your person. Um, and also her family does a really good job of like every year on the anniversary of her death bringing mm-hmm. her story back up. Um, so trigger warning for... This is uh, the murder of a child, Amber Renee Hagerman. I've never heard of that. You will. You will know why this case is notorious. Okay, so... Um, Amber Renee Hagerman was born on November 25th, 1986. Um, her mother, Dana, was 19 when she was born. And I couldn't find a whole lot of information about this, but, um, her mother was, actually give me two seconds. I'm not sure their name is Dana, not Donna, because I thought their name was Donna. <laughs> Okay, her mom's name is Donna. Sorry, I just completely typed out Dana. Okay, so her mom was 19 when she was born, and her parents were not very well off, and she herself was a 19-year-old and also not very well off. Right. Um, So they were on welfare as a kid, and um, so this was in the... Late 80s, early 90s -hmm. in Texas. And I guess there was some sort of like ruling that was going to modify welfare. And I'm not 100% sure if it was going to make it better or make it worse for people. Okay, So Donna was actually featured. Donna and her children were featured um, on a few news segments about living on welfare and trying to take care of children on welfare and the steps that she was taking to be able to successfully get off of welfare. Oh, so that's good. yeah. So through a few months of Amber's life, um, and one of the events that was actually on the news was her birthday.
1: Mm-hmm. And it was
0: just featuring her mom and how she had forty dollars to spend on her birthday presents. But Amber was just like such like an amazing child that like she got bed sheets. And a new outfit for her birthday. And that was all she got. But, there, like, there's the video of her at her birthday party just being so grateful for Aww. getting, like, necessities. Right. And she got them as presents. She was just so, so sweet. So, when they were just going through their lives, normally there was already video footage of her on the news. Um, so, she is remembered as being a Girl Scout. And her favorite song was America the Beautiful. And her favorite line of the song was for Amber Waves of Grain. She loved that song. Um, Her friends at school described her as nice and pretty, and she was well-liked by her classmates. She liked playing with Barbies and riding her pink bicycle that she had received for Christmas a few years prior. Um, She also had, when she was nine, her little brother Ricky was five and her mom describes that she loved being a little mommy to her little brother, and she took great pride in being a big sister. Oh, So on November thirteenth, nineteen 1996, Amber and her brother, Ricky, were at her grandparents' house in Arlington, Texas, which is where they grew up. Um, they were both living. All of them were living in Arlington, Texas, and they mm-hmm. were over at their grandparents' house a lot. Um, and they were being watched by their grandparents because, um, Donna was doing a final interview with the Dallas news station, WFFA, talking about, um, being a family that would be successful in getting off of welfare. Oh. So it's like kind of ending that segment. Um, so they're at their grandparents' house and, um, they had their bikes over at their grandparents' house. So when they got over there, they asked their mom if they could go ride their bikes, and Donna said, of course you can, but you need to stay within a block of the house.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, As they were riding along, um, two blocks away from their grandparents' house, they saw what Ricky described as a cool ramp in the parking lot of an abandoned Winn-Dixie store. Amber wanted to go ride on it, but Ricky... Um, was only five and he got hesitant because he knew that they were only supposed to be one block away and they're now two blocks away. So he rode back to his grandparents' house. When Mm -hmm. he arrived back home without Amber, his family asked where she was and he told them that Amber had gone too far away and she was in the grocery store parking lot and he said that she was riding in circles Mm -hmm. when he left her. And so his grandparents said, okay, please go back and get her. Tell her that you guys have yeah. to come back. You broke the rules. You guys can't ride bikes anymore. Um, Before Ricky could get back to her and before Amber could follow Ricky when he left to return home, she was abducted by a man who grabbed her off of her bike and pulled her into his truck through the driver's side door. Um, this was at 318. Um, guess what time they went for their bike ride. Three ten. she was abducted within eight minutes of leaving her grandparents oh house God. this is why i never want to leave my child um luckily there was an uh a neighbor in his backyard and he fully witnessed the abduction and immediately contacted police he told police that he had seen a man in a black pickup truck snatch amber from her bicycle and force her into his car and drive off Um, He said that Amber had been kicking and screaming as the man took her so um, and left the bike behind. And so he knew that it wasn't just a parent going to pick up like his daughter and she was grouchy about it. She was kicking and screaming and crying and then the bike was left behind and um, he sped off um he later told a news station he pulled her he pulled up jumped out and grabbed her when and when she screamed I figured the police ought to know about it so I called them so he called them right away luckily
1: yeah and it's it's three in the afternoon yeah exactly busy
0: I know and luckily he was in his backyard because if you I mean how many times are you in your house and you hear kids screaming and then like you just kind of glance out the window and you see it's a couple kids playing or Mm -hmm. you hear kids screaming but it's 318 and you just assume that they're playing right um so authorities had a um description of the suspect and of the vehicle the suspect was described as being a white or hispanic male um in their 20s or 30s under six feet tall medium build with brown or black hair the vehicle he was able to get very good description of this. It was a black 1980s or 1990s full side, full size, fleet side pickup truck with a short wheelbase, single cab, rear window was clear, no sliding window, no chrome. It was completely solid black in color. No striping and the truck was in good condition with no visible damage.
1: Great description. Wow. Great description.
0: <laughs> Um, the neighbor also told police that the truck went out of the parking lot and turned west onto East Abram Street. And this was um, a really big clue to authorities that the man was local that abducted her because if he would have turned east, he would have gotten onto the highway and been immediately out of Arlington. And Arlington is right in between Austin and San Antonio. Mm-hmm. So if he would have gotten on the highway, he would have been out of Arlington and into a bigger city. But instead he turned west back into mm-hmm. town. So authorities assumed that he was going back to his own house or a place that was familiar to him in town. Right. Um. <clears throat> so immediately... Everyone sprang into action. The Arlington Police Department was going door-to-door. They were searching for her around the neighborhood. They searched parks, wooded areas, um, a nearby lake. They went door-to-door asking if anyone had seen anything. And um, neighbors also sprang into action. There were flyers that were immediately
1: um, Mm -hmm. created of
0: her. Neighbors were volunteering to go around um, to Different neighborhoods and different businesses and pass out these flyers. Mm-hmm. So word was around. They had pictures of her. They had a good description of the suspect and of the truck. And there were so many people helping look for her and spread the word to look for her. Mm-hmm. So police was pretty confident. Um, also, because it was a child, the FBI was quickly brought in to help investigate. Right. Um. But no one was able to uncover anything. There was no sign of the vehicle. They couldn't, like, her bike was left behind. They couldn't find any other trace of her. Um, This really shocked Arlington, and Mm -hmm. no parents were feeling safe letting their child out. Right. (laughs) They just, everyone was so scared because there was just no lead at all. Um, A police spokesman said, We will find the person who did this. We never want another little girl, another family to go through what this little girl and this family has been through. Um, Amber's mother, Donna, believed that a sex offender had abducted her daughter. Mm -hmm. And she told the press child predators either need, need to be locked up for life or killed. And it's not said if there was a... Um, a sex offender living by them um, or if that was just like an assumption that she made. I don't think they would have known back then. Yeah, this was before the registry. Yeah. So it also could have been like
1: a neighborhood rumor that like
0: there's a sex offender living nearby. But that was what she assumed.
1: I feel like back in that day, though, like people just like accepted (laughs)
0: weird people who like expose themselves to children and touch children.
1: And I mean, like it was 1996. I know, but like wives would let, not let their kids, their husbands, but like a lot of people couldn't couldn't leave their husbands
0: because Mm -hmm. they would be looked down on the church. Yep. Um, four days later on January 17th, a man, um, was walking his dog and found Amber's body roughly four miles away from the spot that she had been abducted. Um, She was found in a creek and maintenance workers at an apartment complex right next to it that were doing work that day um, earlier in the day had said that her body was not there. Um, A Arlington police detective, Randy Lockhart, who was at the scene, um, told news that Amber was completely nude except for a sock on her left foot. They found her face down, and when he rolled her over, he caught her head in his hands, and it was discovered that she, um, trigger warning, had several lacerations to her throat that were made by either a knife or a screwdriver and had ripped through her throat. (sighs) Oh, God. Um, authorities suspected that recent rain had caused the creek to rise and had carried Amber's body to where it was eventually found. She hadn't been placed in that part of the creek originally. Um, and then Sergeant Grant Gideon said of the area, it's a very secluded area where her body was found. We do believe you'd have to be somewhat familiar with that area to know that the creek was there. Um, was there a connection with that location and is it someone who had reason for returning back to that part of town? Mm -hmm. Um, so the autopsy of course showed that she died from slicing injuries to her neck, um, perhaps by a knife or another sharp object. She also had a number of bruises and other injuries on her body. Um, there is also evidence that she was sexually assaulted and none of her clothing, besides the one sock that she was wearing, um, has ever been found. Uh, based on the results of the autopsy, authorities also believe that Amber was kept alive for two days after her abduction. Just remember, she was found four days after she was abducted. Um, so, based on the autopsy, authorities believe that Amber was kept alive for two days after her abduction before oh she my was God, murdered. That poor girl before she was murdered and then left in the creek. So because she was left alive, um, because she was kept alive for so long, authorities um, hope and believe that someone knows more about this. Mm -hmm. Um, With the information that they had, investigators were able to look into a number of suspects, but no additional information ever came to light. The suspects could never be found guilty um, and this was in 1996. There, Are you is, saying there's still no one? There is still no one. As of 2021, authorities disclosed for the first time that they did have DNA evidence. Mm-hmm. And the same detective quoted earlier, um, Grant Gillian, uh, who is who is the lead investigator, declined to tell the Dallas Morning News what physical evidence the department has in the case, citing that it was information that only Amber's killer would be aware of. So they didn't want to make it um, mm-hmm. public. The evidence has been secured and well-maintained for the past 25 years, now 27, mm-hmm. um, with the hope that it could someday provide a vital lead. So... It is still a cold case, but something positive did come from this case. Do you know what it is? Yeah, the Amber Alert. Yes. I realized
1: Um, it when you said that she was going to go ride her bike, and I was like, oh, God.
0: Yes. So there was a uh, mother who um, lived in Arlington, And she was watching the news and uh, the news was discussing Amber's abduction. And they showed some home videos of Amber from when her mom was on the news. And these were actually her opening Christmas presents and holding up a Barbie doll before taking that pink bicycle for a ride while waving at the camera. And Donna was sorry, this is Diane. Diane um, was also a mother. So this really broke her heart and got her thinking so diane called a local news station and she told them if local media can interrupt broadcasting for weather alerts Mm -hmm. and things like that why can't they do the same for abducted children um and she originally at the time um called it uh amber's plan she said like oh we could call it amber's plan So, broadcasters in the Dallas Fort Worth area then began partnering with local law enforcement to develop an early warning system for abducted children. Throughout 1996, other jurisdictions around the country began establishing similar emergency management programs to notify the public when a child was abducted. Wow. And that is the birth of the Amber Alert system. Um, I'm going to go into it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so, in 1996, is when. um, when Dallas-Fort Worth area started broadcasting this, Mm -hmm. Um, in 1998, already just two years later, an infant abducted by her babysitter was the first child to be recovered because of an Amber Alert.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Um, In
0: 2002, the Department of Transportation um, started using highway signs for the first time. Um, And in California, because of these signs... Uh, there were two teenage girls that were abducted that were found. In 2003, the Protect Act was passed, and it established a national criteria for um, the Amber Alert system, and the Amber Alert system was uh, given to the, the the Department of Justice mm-hmm. um, to be coordinated. Um, and then every state, as of 2005, had an Amber Alert plan in place. That's awesome. And then in 2009, it expanded to the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico and then was adopted into Canada and Mexico, leading to cooperation between all three countries, which I didn't know that it extended mm-hmm. between Canada and Mexico. Yeah. It's
1: smart, though, because
0: if you live either in Texas or like up by Canada. Or like up in Washington. Yeah. Um, In 2013 was when Amber Alerts were put onto um, cell phones mm-hmm and in 2015 um the amber alert training and technical assistance um launched the amber alert in um an indian uh website so it even like is oops sorry it's even like going to other countries that's awesome yeah um and then in 2018 um india fully implemented it and in 2020 the one thousandth child was rescued as a direct result of an amber alert that's pretty cool i know so now that it's 2023 it's over a thousand um so i'm gonna go into some of the children that were able to be found because of an amber alert so the first one already is insane <laughs> crazy There, is, there was a boy named john tong um who was babysitting a little kid ronnie
1: mm-hmm
0: he john was called to babysit by ronnie's um grandma
1: hmm
0: um but what john did not know was that the reason he was babysitting ronnie is because the grandmother and an accomplice had attacked and restrained the child's mother and then kidnapped ronnie what yes yes he thought he was just babysitting, but he's sitting on the, on his phone. Oh, I don't even have what year this is written down. He's sitting on his phone watching Ronnie and gets an Amber alert for Ronnie. <laughs> so he calls police and is like, I have Ronnie. He's right here. Like he's fine. So police come and question him. And he says, yeah, it's my, it was his sister's, um, like sister's friend's son. Mm-hmm. And so he told the story of how the grandmother and another person had asked him to babysit. Yeah. So they kidnapped a the child and then left him with a babysitter. What the hell? So Ronnie was good. Ronnie is fine. Ronnie was given back to his mother. What? I luckily. was going to say,
1: what about his mom?
0: Yeah. No, mom was also okay. It was given back. Um, on February 21st in uh, 2015, six-year-old Chloe was abducted in the middle of the night by a family friend. Um, After she was reported missing, an Amber Alert went out, which luckily was seen by a um, worker at a local gas station. And the worker at the gas station recognized um, Chloe. He had seen her um, with a man um, come into the gas station and then noticed the van that they were getting into. Um, So the worker's account helped police narrow their search and um, Chloe was um they were found on an interstate by a state trooper it was 300 miles from chloe's phone from chloe's home whoa but because this gas station clerk saw the amber alert mm-hmm. and then saw chloe they were able to go find her and she um so she was abducted on february 21st and february 22nd she was back with her family wow um after three-year-old Leah and four-year-old Jordan were taken by relatives of their mother, their a, kidnappers' RV broke down the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, two deputies stopped by the vehicle to try to help them get back on the road, um, but then an Amber Alert was sent out for their two children, and authorities <laughs> like, "Oh, there's our two missing children." <laughs> Oh my god. Uh they were also only um away from their families for one day. But who knows what would have happened if yeah. the RV hadn't broken down or there was no amber alert. The the two state troopers would have helped them get the RV back on the way and then they would have just driven away with the two kids in the backseat. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, this one's really, really scary. Um what is the child's name? Bella. I was
1: about to say, the you're you're killing me, killing you with what?
0: You're like this one's really scary. And oh, then, then just I just like stop silent. talking. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, a father and his three-year-old daughter Bella were um stopped at a Seven Eleven, and when the dad got out to go inside real quick, a this is a strange woman asked to bum a cigarette from Bella's father. Um, and as he was like getting into his pocket to give it to her and he was distracted, she jumped into his car and stole it with Bella in the backseat. Yeah. What? Luckily, the Amber Alert was sent out, Uh um, and there was an- owner of a local cupcake bakery that spotted the car and um, saw Bella in the back seat and she actually first noticed because um, Bella was in the back seat hyperventilating and crying. So she saw that she was scared um, and the car was parked outside of her bakery. So she Mm -hmm. noticed that Bella was freaking out in the back seat and then remembered the Amber Alert, realized that that car matched the description and she ran out to the car, grabbed Bella, took her into her bakery, and locked the doors as she called police. Wow. Yes. Oh my gosh, just so... Oh just like, it's so good that they notice these descriptions. And also, j- these kidnappers are like parking the car and leaving the children. Yeah, I was going to
1: ask where she went. Like, yeah. My dad uh, was always afraid to leave me, probably um, because of these stories. Me I mean, not too. that my mom wasn't either, but I just remember more with my dad because... Like, he couldn't take me into the bathroom with him. Yes. But he did until it was probably, like, not acceptable for me to go into a boy's bathroom.
0: Well, and two, if I saw, like, if there was a man and a child, like, and, like, his daughter outside of a women's restroom, like, if he said, like, hey, like, can I take my daughter in here? I would not care. Right. I would rather, like, a dad come in with a daughter go inside of a stall with the closed door. Then have to take a daughter who's, like, getting too old for it uh-huh. into a bathroom with men. Yeah. Chris. Um, this is the last one. Um, a pizza shop employee on her break spotted, um, seven-year-old Nicholas, um, and his kidnapper and, um, had seen an umbrella and followed them in his car, um, so this is Courtney Best. She was working at a small pizza shop in Corpus Christi, Texas, and she saw an Amber Alert on her phone while she was on her smoke break. She looked up and just happened to see the vehicle in question, a white Dodge Avenger sitting in the parking lot in front of her with a child inside. So she got into her car and followed the car, um, called police as it, it drove away and she followed them, um, and while on the phone, or sorry um she later told uh interviewers what are the odds what are the odds of me looking at my phone and i usually don't even pay attention so thanks to her quick thinking the police were able to discover nicholas and return him to his family so it's like she's really gutsy for just immediately jumping yeah. into the car and following them um so according to robert hoover um, the head of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, he said that about 95% of Amber Alerts are resolved within the first 72 hours. Whoa! Yep, he um, told Upworthy magazine, you can definitely see a huge change in how fast children are recovered today. The technology out there really helps. That's crazy. Yep, so that is the origin of... Our Amber Alert system. Poor
1: Amber. I know.
0: And her mother even says, she says it's horrible that her daughter had to be killed, but she knew that um her daughter would be happy to know that other children were being helped.
1: Yeah. So, oh my God, that's so sad. I know. So that is the, ha-
0: but 95% of Amber Alerts that's, are resolved within the first 72 hours. That is very, that's very hopeful.
1: A case that I want to talk about. At some point, but the the girl who the little girl who went missing, um, in the Quad Cities and her dad ended up mm-hmm. abducting her. Yeah,
0: there was an Amber Alert out for her. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: I know. She's well, and of most the of the 5%. time it's
0: I know, and most of the time it is. um It is a family member. Oh, most of it, it is either yes. a parent. It's most likely a mm-hmm. parent. Or, and then, like, the second most likely is just an adult that's known to the child. Right. Which is also horrible that, like, because, I mean, you always preach, like, stranger danger, but it is more likely that your child is going to be hurt by a family Mm -hmm. member or a close friend. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there was this one time where I was driving with my dad, and his tire blew on the highway, so we, like, pulled over, Mm -hmm. and uh, a sheriff stopped, and he, like was questioning my dad and like had my dad give him his license mm-hmm. and like you look like, exactly like your dad I know <laughs> you are like your dad's clone yeah uh but then like he was asking like weird questions mm-hmm. I was little but like we we're asking weird questions about me and he mm-hmm. was like that's my daughter I didn't steal her
0: <laughs> yeah you look exactly like each other yeah
1: so I was always I don't know were you them? like crying
0: in the back seat or something no. like that that's so weird
1: i don't know maybe i was just really quiet and they didn't like yeah that maybe, I, I mean quiet. you could have been
0: sitting in the back seat like completely mute slumped wide eyes <laughs> do you need help little girl oh yeah. you know what i used to do when i was a kid write help on the window <laughs> yeah i would too <laughs> But I also look exactly like my mom, so yes. no one was going to be, like, we look alike and we sound alike and we have the same mannerisms, so, like, mm-hmm. no well, one was going to think that she wasn't my mom. After
1: after my mom got married and my last name changed, because I didn't have... You didn't have the
0: same last name as anyone.
1: <laughs> well, I had... Right. When my mom got married, I didn't have the same last name as anyone, and then I took my dad's last yeah. name. Yeah. But it was very weird because people would either assume, like, my mom had the same last name as me mm-hmm. or before I had my dad's last name, I had the same last name yes. as my dad. So it did look sketchy. That, yes. Like-
0: <laughs> Who we does want- this child belong to?
1: Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Do, okay. Do, do. Sorry. <laughs> so giving the cold shoulder. I was looking up like why phrases came to be. Giving the cold shoulder is it originated um from medieval etiquette. So oh. entomologists believe that after a feast, um, Hosts in England would subtly give a signal that the meal was over and it was the time it was time for the guests to leave by serving a cold slice of pork or beef shoulder.
0: Oh, here's your cold meat. Now get the (laughs) fuck out of my house. Right.
1: Yeah. So, oh my gosh, that's the origin for giving the cold
0: shoulder. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Alright, thank you guys for listening. We will have, let's have some solved cases
1: or like something spooky (laughs) next time. I know, I was looking up, I really want to do the Denver airport. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because that one's cool. I was looking up like hauntings and stuff. Yeah, tell us about
0: any like spooky places or like weird things. It's just so hard to research. It is, like especially because I'm looking up like um, ghost stories and there's like penitentiaries and stuff. They're like Mm -hmm. creepy and like, but... Okay, so this is like my hesitancy too to also do like haunted places. Is in order to talk about the hauntings of a place, you have to talk about why they're haunted, mm-hmm. which is just like really depressing. Yeah, I don't know. It's and, just then, true and then and then every and every haunted place has like a dark shadowy man wearing a hat walking by, <laughs> and a woman dressed yeah. in either red, blue, or white. Maybe we should have Cody on the podcast to talk
1: about his ghost yeah, stories.
0: Yeah, because he. Because, like, I mean, he's told me about, like, the shadowy figures that he's felt. And then sometimes I'm laying in bed and I'm like, do I feel a shadowy figure? (laughs) Because I've also, I've had that from Cody. And then Logan also has an entity that's followed him since he was a kid.
1: Well, there, there's a, there was a time that, like, Cody would always, like, he gets really spooked. But, like, he'll just have, like, this feeling that someone's looking at him. Mm -hmm. And he has to, like, (laughs) run inside or, like come up to our bedroom yes. or something because he just gets so spooked
0: well and science says that you should believe it when you feel like someone's watching you and that just yeah that just freaks me out yes. I don't like have you, are you ever like washing your face in the sink and then all of a sudden you like feel like there's something behind you so you have to like yeah like I'll be like, but like I can't open up my eyes I have something <laughs> so, like rinse off my face really fast I, I can do like that in the whip shower. around yes
1: yeah there was I went I went to a hotel with my aunt that was like an old house so it was super spooky spooky and then I was they had a clawfoot bathtub I was showering but I could not close the curtain because I was too afraid if Mm -hmm. I opened it that like someone was gonna be there so then I like had it open but there was a mirror in there so I couldn't like look at the mirror because mirror freaks yes freak me out and so I was spooked the whole time and then I come out of the shower and my aunt was like While you were in the shower, like, the door handle to the closet started, like, shaking. And I was like,
0: are you kidding?
1: And she was like, no, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm being dead serious. And I was like, if you're playing a joke on me right now, like, I need to know because I'm not going to be able to sleep. So then I fell asleep. She can't sleep with the TV on, so she turns the TV off. I wake up immediately. And I'm just stuck sitting there, like, (sighs) in the dark. You know, your Mm -hmm. eyes, like, create things in the dark. I'm just staring and I'm like, some something's gonna kill me. And I'm like, hey, Aunt Debbie, can we turn on the TV? And she's like, I have to drive in the morning, so no. Oh I my was god. like, Okay, it's I- her fault that you were scared in the okay. first place, and then she doesn't let you have the TV on. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my god. She's like, I didn't know you were that skittish. And I was like, I'm not when like, but I'm like sleeping by myself in yeah. a bed. I have no light. House. Yeah. Oh my god. So. I always have dreams about my old house my childhood house being haunted Ew. and I'm like stuck in there with a ton of <gasps> ghosts
0: oh that's scary yeah creepy okay well tell us like okay if you guys want I'll talk about it <laughs> I'll talk about why places are haunted <laughs> I like yeah. learning I like history I'll tell you guys all I about do it too so yeah so let us know what you want um through our email aesthetically pleasing pod at gmail.com on instagram um we are aesthetically pleasing pod and on facebook we are aesthetically pleasing you're saying pleasing but it's displeasing (laughs) (laughs) it's it's because it's so pretty all of those
1: but displeasing Displeasing.
0: (laughs) aesthetically Displeasing pod at Gmail, aesthetically displeasing pod on Instagram, and aesthetically displeasing on Facebook. All right, thanks, guys.